can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Outgoing. Without going out. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And, and we're, we're the, the Fuller, Fuller sisters. sisters. And I am back on this week. I almost just said I'm Gabby and I'm Lexi because I'm used to hearing that I first. saw you pause for a second. <laughs> I forgot my name, but we're back. Oh, man. I back am, together. Yeah, I, I missed you guys last week. Well, back together virtually. I'm unfortunately back in Buffalo and not still in Florida, but you know the gang's all back here. together on the pod yeah yes yeah we have a very exciting episode for you guys a very exciting guest lauren berger the ceo of intern queen career queen is on the podcast and she answered so many great questions that you guys had about interviews jobs internships social media literally everything it is a fantastic conversation and i'm so excited for you guys to hear it she is so not knowledgeable and everything that i clearly am not but so much good information that especially for this time of the year, whether it's you're applying for internships, jobs, anything career-wise, and just, she's just like a boss woman. So even if it's none of that, just to get inspired and just to kind of like have some good life information, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned because I enjoyed recording the episode a lot. So I really hope you guys enjoy listening to it. But before we get into the meat of the episode with Lauren, why don't we jump into our weekly scoop? Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness? So I was out last week because I randomly got sick at the beginning of last week. And no, it was not COVID. I hate that you have to like say that now as if like sickness didn't exist before COVID was around. Because now all of a sudden you cough once and everyone's like, oh my God, you have COVID. Like, I, I didn't. I was just, I don't know. I randomly got sick. I had a cough. So I was, like, down for the count for a little bit. So that is why Lexi and Sean did a solo episode. They were together anyway. So it was a fun time because I was very snuffleupagus in, like, every two seconds. So you would have been um, not fun to listen to anyway. But felt better towards the end of the week. We were in Delray for the weekend because one of our friend's birthdays. It was a lot of fun. I met a lot of like, I hate seeing the word fans, but like subscribers or like people that just like knew me and watched my content, which was pretty interesting because I was not expecting it because I was just like out on the Ave, like out on the town going out and stuff. And people would ask if I was Gabby or like stop me and talk to me. And I was like, oh my God, hey, I walk into Bolay and this girl goes, are you excited for Worlds? And I was like, oh, you know me? <laughs> <laughs> like she didn't even say like, hey, Gabby, or are you Gabby? She just said, are you excited for Worlds? That's like when I met Frankie Grande and I just said, hey, Frankie. And everybody was like, what? Mom was like, like as if you're best friends. Are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. But no, everyone was super nice. So love that. Um, we went out on a boat Saturday morning. Um, we went to this place called Throw Saturday night, which I already told Lexi she's going to love. So whenever her and Sean are in town, we're definitely going to have to go because it is like an indoor outdoor bar, but they have darts. They have axe throwing, cornhole, ping pong, board games, Jenga, like the whole nine yards in an outdoor bar now i will say it's way too crowded and the music was not great so we did not stay long but i think it'd be a lot more fun like a day bar like you go to brunch and then you go there during the day so you're like outside hanging out i think that would be a lot more of my scene because i just kind of sat in the back luckily we found a table so i was just kind of chilling there but that, that was fun. fun and then yeah the bar itself was nice so i'm hoping in other scenarios it would be way better um sunday morning we went to brunch here's my i have a little bone to pick with brunch i can't at that hour i can't eat lunch so for me it's just a breakfast however a lot of these places i feel like don't have the best breakfast really 
And I feel like everyone else at the table orders lunch. And I'm one of the only ones that order breakfast. And I got... I mean, what time I mean, did you go? We went at 12. So oh, it wasn't that early. That's lunch. But, like, I'm the type of person... No, but I'm the type of person that, like, in, I need at least, a, like, a coffee or, like, something breakfast-related before I go into lunch food. Oh, my gosh. Danielle and Brooke were just talking about this on their podcast. And Danielle said the same thing. Like, she has to have yeah. something breakfast before she eats anything else. I really do. And so I got... I don't even remember what it was. It was, like, two eggs, bacon, sausage, fruit... But it wasn't and potatoes. good. The potatoes were good. Potatoes were good. The eggs were not good. And I don't really know how you mess up eggs. Um, last year when we went there, I got an omelet. And I remember that not being good. So I don't know why I got eggs again. But I was in more of a mood for that than I was. Like the only other breakfast foods I have were like avocado toast or French toast. Or like chicken and waffles. And I'm not a chicken and waffles girl. I cannot hop on that train. Best omelets in the state of Florida are at Waffle House. I am I not agree. kidding you. The best. I agree um so yeah that was sunday and then we went out after to tin roof if you're ever in the delray area i'm sure you guys all know about that that is like the popping spot um but honestly it was a lot of fun they were playing like really good music so and i was with a group of like really fun people so everyone was just dancing like having a good time and that was pretty much it and then we got home and then all week i got caught up on work at a really busy work week which was nice because, I don't know, it just kind of made my week go by fast. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But it was productive at least. And that pretty much leads us to here. I have another competition this weekend in Orlando. Should be a short, quick one though. And then that's it. The last one is then Worlds. I can't wait for your competition season to be over. <laughs> and it works out nicely that that's when I move down so that we can actually hang I know. out. Because and it's like, as much as I don't want to like wish for that time to end because I know I'm going to miss it. I also am kind of ready like this year was just so busy it's like I'm ready to have a break I'm ready to kind of like hit a restart on my schedule we booked trips back home for the summer um and then we really want to book our Hawaii trip and it's just like I'm just ready to travel and do things so my week also went really fast like I, I swear it was Monday and then I blinked and now it's Thursday I do have the post-vacation blues coming back from Florida to snow was certainly not a mood booster for me. Um, I feel like just coming home in general to cold weather anytime you're in Florida is a bummer, but especially because it's literally April and it's still snowing. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that. It sucked because even today when I'm recording this, it was 63 degrees when I woke up and got in my car. And when I came out of school, it was 43 degrees. Like, 20 degrees from the morning to the afternoon, it was freezing. And so I just, yeah, guys, I'm just so over it. I'm also having the blues just being back at school because before spring break for me, I only had one day of school because I had my nose surgery for two weeks before that or a week and a half. So it's the first week, like full week back. And I'm just stressed about the unknown. I feel like I'm waiting and relying on literally other people to finish and graduate. Like my patient that I really needed to come this week did not show up. So it's just like things like that that I'm just like so frustrated Like you with. can't do, yeah. I can't do like anything You're not in control. It. It's so frustrating and it's like scary that that is what's like dictating when I'm done. But I have been having some great conversations in therapy trying to make the best out of what I can because I'm just telling her like all about how just just like literally just the blues the weather is crappy 
school's taking up so much of my time like I just feel like I come home and I have like no time to like do my social media work and also relax and talk to Sean and talk to my family and hang out with my pets like it just there's not enough time in the day and that's because my whole day is taken up by going to school and my patient's not coming so I'm just like (laughs) frustrated um but with that being said I am starting to work out again for my mental health which has been really really great I'm trying to eat healthy like this week I planned out my meals and made dinners every night and then made lunches every day and I'm just I'm trying so things that's are all that up, matters hopefully. we are proud of you hopefully we are things proud are of looking you. up yeah um this weekend I am just going to very much so be relaxing I have to edit a video but like I really just want to lay in bed like I can't wait to lay in my bed which I know I said before that that's all I do, but I haven't been able to do that a lot. So I am so excited. Now on a more positive note, why don't we jump into the win of the week? Glen Coco, fall for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. Okay, my win of the week is that I was pretty social this weekend and I was like kind of breaking out of my shell around like Justin's friends and like all the friends that we were there. Now Justin is still like my comfort person. So like I'm always gravitating towards like just being with him. But I was starting to break out of my shell, everyone. I'm happy for you. Were you talking Thank to strangers? You. No, not well. A few that would come up to me, and they were nice and probably very drunk. And mm. I would not give them much time of day, but I would try to talk back and be social. Oh, okay. Well, you tried. <laughs> my one of the week is that I am starting to take my health back, and I'm working out, like I said just like instead of sitting and feeling sorry for myself I feel like something that always makes me feel better is going out and getting a workout and like eating healthier I just don't feel as tired as lazy as sluggish so Mm -hmm. I know I've said it like a million times before but I actually am like doing more regular workouts and now that my surgery is over I still have to take it easy but I can start to work out again so I'm letting that be a motivation to sort of get my life back on track Last little bit here, favorite of the week. I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. Okay, so I got another pair of sneakers, but I did get them for retail, which was only $90 because I got them in the kids section, which is a hack. If you guys don't know this, I don't know, we always do this, but kids' shoe sizes go up to like a women's like seven or eight, to be honest. So I'm a women's six, but in kids, that's a four and a half, I believe. I think that's a conversion. So I got a pair of, they're called Cargo Khaki Nike Dunks, and they're the high top olive green dunks, and I love them. I've been on a green kick lately. I got a matching hat. I just got green bikinis, like love the color green, but these sneakers especially are like the perfect kind of green, and I wore them all weekend, and I really like them a lot. I do like them. I did see them, and I mean, I've always been a a green gal as far as like wearing green, so I understand that. Sorry one thing if you I heard do Cloud need to bark, get someone's in the hallway. But I do need to work <laughs> on getting more bathing suits now that I will be moving down there. Yes. I need that's something I need to explore and like get some more of, but my favorite of the week are my cozy earth pajamas. They are so soft, literally butter on my body, and they're also cute. They're like a put together like button-down shirt, pants, mm-hmm. and because they're like I don't know, I don't know. They are made with secret fabric because 
I don't sweat at night, but I'm also not freezing. It is like the most, it's literally like putting on a hug. As soon as we're done recording, I am going to put them on. So I am just full on obsessed with them. I used to have a discount code. If I do, I'll put it on our podcast story, but if not, just check them out. I promise it is so worth it. This is not sponsored. I just love the freaking pajamas. I love. I I was always the girl that I mean, still sometimes I sleep in just like a sports bra and shorts or like I don't know how you, know, you like sleep a big in a t-shirt bra. or whatever. That is astounding to me. I just it's so comfy. Like I no, I always wear sports bras. Nothing that bra. tight like, is comfortable. Loose. It's not that tight. Oh. Please let us know if you think that that is weird because I can't be the only person There's that no thinks way. it's weird. They're so comfy. Anyway, what I was getting at is I'm always the person that was doing that, and then I got a pair of like a matching set pajama set. And I just, it feels so cozy and just like, it just makes me feel so put together. Even if I'm literally just laying in bed, it makes a big difference. So I don't have those ones, but check them out. If Lexi swears by them, then I, I trust her. Maybe I'll get you a pair for your birthday since it's coming mm. up. Remember when you were supposed to get me a Barefoot Dreams blanket? Oh my gosh, guys, I never really did. ordered it and then and they never sent it to her. <laughs> I will well, they you canceled your order. You, you didn't want. pay for it. No, yeah, no they canceled fine. my order. I think you'd appreciate these pajamas, but. All right, you guys, I'm really excited for you to hear the rest of the episode. So why don't you just sit back, relax, and enjoy our and conversation with Lauren. You're definitely going to learn something, so enjoy. <laughs> Gabby literally learned so much Everything. during this episode, can you tell? <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy. Stressed? Never heard of her. <laughs> Y'all know I'm the queen of stressing about everything, and sometimes I just need to take a chill pill or gummy. And that is where Early Bird comes in. Early Bird products are full-spectrum hemp products, meaning they contain a full range of naturally occurring cannabinoids in the hemp plant, including a microdose of THC. Think of it as a gummy product, giving a similar effect as a glass of wine. Calm your mind and take a deep breath with Early Bird. I think it's super cool that Early Bird has such a wide range of customers, ranging from young professionals to moms to retired folks and everyone in between. Early Bird also makes their products in small batches to make sure they are manufactured and tested to the highest industry standards, which we love. You can find Early Bird in all 50 states and with a great customer service team and a Texas-owned small business, what is not to love? So, to give Early Bird a try, head to earlybirdcbd.com and use code OUTGOING for 20% off. That is earlybirdcbd.com and use code OUTGOING for 20% off. Give it a try. All right, so we are so excited. We have Lauren here on the podcast. You may know her as intern queen, career queen. I know you as a mentor, author, overall boss. I feel like I've dealt with you in so many different realms already, but for those that may not know on our podcast, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started intern queen and career queen and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. We have been fans of um, your podcast for a while now. So, um, I'm like you said, I'm the CEO and founder of Intern Queen of our IQ agency, which is our college uh, marketing agency, um, CEO and founder of Career Queen, which is like the big sister brand to Intern Queen and sort of so much more an author, a speaker, all the things. Um, but Intern Queen is a free um, a free website and resource. And our goal is to be the most relevant and likable source of career internship and campus ambassador information and people can use our network or utilize our network to get paid brand collaboration opportunities and i know we've been um lucky enough to work with uh you lexi on a lot of those um 
our IQ agency is sort of our brand solution. So that brands that might not have a direct relationship with your generation can get that direct relationship with your generation. Um, and then, like I said, Career Queen is sort of the big sister site to Intern Queen. So if you've graduated school and you needed advice about your you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth job after college, Career Queen is the place for you. Um, and the best place to follow along with Intern Queen is probably our Instagram has everything all the time. Um, and then you'll see the link in there and you can join our database totally free. And we basically just tell you when we have brand opportunities that we think you're a fit for. Yeah, definitely. That's how I got acquainted with Lauren and Intern Queen in general is I worked with them. Actually, some of the coolest brand deals I've ever done, like Duncan and yeah. things like that, have been through Intern Queen. So I'm super excited to tell our audience all about that. And also, we get so many questions all the time about interview tips and yeah. just like job questions. And because both Gabby and I are in such a small scope in both of our jobs, I feel like having you on as a sort of liaison to answer some of these questions and then also of course like you were saying you know your youtube channel instagram things like that i feel like there's so many good resources on there that are a little bit more relatable to college students than the old school like career office services yeah. and colleges and things like that i feel like it's more real world yeah absolutely well that is what we aim to do uh, yeah so I'm, I'm glad it's working and i i literally wrote down as you said that like see like some of the coolest collabs I've ever done. I'm like, ooh, I love that. So that's great. Also, I just love the Instagram aesthetic because I feel like what would normally be kind of like a scary topic or like I don't know where to start looking for resources. It's just so pretty and it's so simple all laid out and like just makes it so much more pleasing. And I feel like it simplifies it. I love mm -hmm. that. And um, Gabby McKenzie, who runs our social, is going to be very excited to hear that. I will <laughs> definitely relay that because um, we do. I, we actually hired our, um, when was it? Our spring intern from last year. So our spring 2021 intern, we hired on. She graduated University of South Carolina and we hired her in the summer um, to be our social coordinator. And she leads all of our social and she's done a really a really she's great job it. and she's so yes. connected to gen z because you know everyone everyone just graduated so yeah oh i love that and by the way um i hope the sound is okay you guys uh there is definitely a baby crying downstairs but um <laughs> hopefully if hopefully it'll be fine and just a fun real life moment for your listeners <laughs> of course <laughs> Something I think also that's really neat just before we jump into the questions is I was able to work with, for example, like Autumn on a campaign and she's now gotten a job with Grubhub after working side by side on a campaign right. that I also did with Grubhub. So it's just a great bridge for students who may be in fields like marketing or business to sort of get a hold of contacts with these brands and then secure internships and jobs from there. So if any of you are listening yeah. um, and you want to reach out, we'll have all of her information linked down below as well. Um, I kind of want to start off before getting into like specific questions, just okay. like where did this idea come from? How did it start all and like, because it's just amazing what you've been doing and I feel like it's not a common thing and it is such a bridge from student or just from like this end of it to then reach brands, companies, internship jobs, everything. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And what I started Intern Queen as is not necessarily what it is today, which is also kind of been like an interesting journey to oversee, but um, kind of walking it all the way back. So I had, I'm, I live in LA now, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm originally from Clearwater, Florida by Tampa. Um, I feel like you guys go to Florida for something. So Gabby lives there and I'm moving there in May. So yeah, we're always down there. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I was like, yes, I remember that from like your podcast or something. Okay. So I'm originally from Clearwater. So I went to Florida State, transferred to UCF in Orlando. That's where I graduated from. And I had a ton of internships. And at those really big Florida schools, when I was in college, at least, intern like people were talking about internships, but there wasn't a really competitive internship scene when it came to like communications, media and marketing internships. So um, I got, I really just got my own internships. I felt like I went to the career center um, and they were not super helpful in helping me land the internship, unfortunately. So I ended up kind of getting them um, just by, you know, reaching out, following up um, and kind of doing it the old school way. And after when I was a senior in college, I remember saying to a friend, like, how come I've done someone else? Has? Like, what's the disconnect? And a friend of mine was like, well, there's no one to tell people to intern. We go to a huge school with thousands and thousands of people. And there's like 10 people that work in career services. So it just like, it didn't make sense. Um, so I said, what if there was a person called the intern queen um, who'd had, you know, and at that time I'd had about 15 internships throughout my four years in college. I said, what if there were a person called the intern queen that could help? And at the time I was thinking about Rachel Ray, who does all the cooking. And I was like, there needs to be Rachel Ray, but for the career and internship space. So that was sort of step one of what I set out to do. I started with a blog site. I started with the personal brand. I got my first book deal pretty early on. Um, I started Intern Queen in 2009 and my first book came out in 2012. Um, so when Intern Queen launched, it was about me giving advice. It was me speaking on college campuses. That's how we made money at the beginning. We never had any investment money. Um, and then we started launching a platform, internqueen.com, where people can get internships. Um, today, intern things are a little bit different. Yes, I still do the books and the speaking. We actually have our first um, East Coast virtual speaking tour tonight. Uh, we do the Intern Queen party. We do all these great things with Intern Queen. So the brand is still the same, but we're kind of getting out of the internship placement business. Um, we're not totally out yet, but hopefully in the next like 60 days, we'll be completely out of that. Um, our network has been really responsive to these college ambassador opportunities. They're all paid. They're great experiences for the student, the brand, for us. It's kind of a win-win. So we'll still continue to give internship advice and career advice, 100%. But we're not going to like be the source to find the internships anymore unless we're just like, we might, I'm sure we'll share cool stuff, but we're not going to be like a placement agency anymore. We just haven't seen a return from that. And it's just kind of a sticky space, right? Because you want to make sure you're matching up the right companies with the right people. And if you don't know the companies that well, it can be challenging. So out with the old and with the new. Awesome. So what would you say if you could shrink it into your top three, like go-to interview tips for someone that, you know, has an interview tomorrow and just needs a quick top three tips? Yeah, let's see, top three tips. So number one, I would say reread the job description and just make sure that you know exactly what they're looking for so that you can tailor your answers accordingly. Um, number two is sort of the same as number one, but it's just speak to why you are the best fit for that job. Not just, I think a lot of people tend to tangent and talk about why they're the best candidate on the planet. That's all great, but if the employer can't relate that back to the job description and the actual need that the company has to fill, it might not be a fit. So really focus the conversation on like why you are a best fit for the position that is described in the job description. Um, and let's see, am I lost? Uh, I think my last tip just for the three quick ones would be 
do your homework the night before. I'm sure you've researched the company, you know, maybe weeks ago, maybe months ago when you applied, but go back, just do a quick scan. What's the company have on their Instagram page? Like what's going on with the company? You wanna make sure that you don't say anything, you know, that would be really awkward and that would show that you haven't been paying attention to the news lately. <laughs> so I would just make sure to do a quick scan before your interview to be a little bit more informed. It's also great if you can drop things like, oh, I saw you guys just updated your blog with this, or I really liked that one post on your Instagram page. I think people put a lot of time and effort into that. So those kinds of comments go a long way. Absolutely. And now another question off after the interview went well, you're in a job and then that career or that job maybe isn't what you expected or it's not what you're passionate for anymore. What advice do you have for someone like that who wants to switch careers but kind of feels stuck because that was the choice that they made? Yeah, I mean, I think if you are feeling stuck, we have to get you unstuck, right? And I think sometimes it can take a bit to get unstuck. I think first is try to ask yourself if there's any way that you can change the circumstances that you are currently in. So if you're at a job and you're not feeling passionate or you're not feeling challenged, really try to ask yourself why. There's a thing called like the five whys, right? So you just ask yourself, well, why not? Blah, 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 blah. Well, why is that? Da, 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 da. Right, and if you say why five times, you may get to you might get to the actual root of the problem. So I would really try to understand first within yourself, like what's the actual problem here? Um, because if you're going to communicate that problem to someone, you want to have some context to provide. And then I would see if there's a way to change your current situation first. Like make sure you're vocal, you present the problem, you let the team know what's going on. Um, I always like when people are solutions oriented and come to the table with solutions, you know, well, maybe I could spend more of my time with this and this and this, which makes me feel more, feel more challenged or whatever it might be. Um, and then I think you'll have a gut, give it, you know, give people some time because people can't change things overnight. But then I think if you still have a gut instinct that this is not the right place for you, you got to move on. You know, you got to do what's best for you. We spend way too much time at work to not like what we do, mm -hmm. right? So I think Absolutely. you really have to do what's best for you. And that might take a little bit because maybe your financial circumstances don't allow you to quit one job before you get another. But I would say that if it's time to look for a new job, proactively put together a plan and find a new job. Yeah, I love that. I think the solutions is definitely key because if you just keep saying, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, and you know, you have nothing to do about it, yeah. you're, you're just going to continue to be where you are. So next question i think this is one of our most asked questions and that is how do you ask for a raise or a promotion i think it's something that's super awkward for people they don't know how to ask for their worth in what they think they need um so what would you say is some advice for that I'm trying to think about my team right now and how they should go about asking for raises and promotions um i think when you're asking for a promotion I'm trying to think if this applies to both. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with one at a time. So when asking for a promotion, I think it's important to plant the seed early. This sounds silly, but sometimes you don't know if people want to grow with the company. Like sometimes you just don't know, especially with newer team members who maybe haven't worked with for as many years or don't have the history with. Like sometimes you don't know if people are just like in the job and sort of checking the box of like, I have a job until I get bored. Or if people like are really invested and like see themselves growing or want to see themselves growing with your company. So I think if you do want to grow with the company, plant the seed. So if you have, um, like at our company, we usually do two evaluations a year. I love, um, we just had an evaluation and a team member said, I really want to grow with the company. Like 
um, I wanted to ask what the, ne the next step could look like for me. And then she also had some ideas to bring to the table on her own of what that next step would look like. I think that's really important. Sometimes if you just put the future of your career like in the hands of someone else, it's sort of like, uh, well, what do you want me to say? Like, why should I have all the answers for you? So I think it's always great when like people come to the table asking questions, but also providing some like potential solutions of like what the next step could be, especially with a smaller business. If you're at a larger company that's really regimented, I think just making it clear that you do want to move up and grow with the team and also asking what can I do to get to the next step? Like what are some of the things that I would, you know, you would like to see improvement on so that I can get to that next level? I think those are all fair things to ask. Um, in terms of a raise, I mean, look, only you know if you're not happy at work. And if you're not happy at work and it's driven by something financial, you should not only ask for a raise, but you should ask for what you want. You might not get it, but sometimes you'll find that if you ask for what you want, you get something pretty nice in exchange, right? Whether it's exactly what you want or just a bump. So I think like you have to ask if you've been muffling it for, you know, six months plus, just ask, put it out there, try to understand what the right room or the right person is to have that, who, like who, who should you be having that conversation with? And like, when is the best time to have that conversation? You'll probably know that based on your company, but I think you got to put it out there. You got to ask for your, for what you want. And I would always ask for a little bit higher because that way, if they can't give you the whole thing, they'll try to meet you in the middle. I know we try to do that at intern queen. Like when people ask for more money, while we can't always do that, we do try to do something and like try to meet them halfway or let them know what they would need to do in order to get that extra income. Yeah, I've even found that like working with brands sometimes, I undershoot what I think I'm worth just because I feel like they'll say no. And then I find out later that, you know, they paid so-and-so this much and I'm like, dang, like I wish I just told them my yeah. normal rate instead of feeling nervous about it. Yeah. Cause I think the worst they're going to say is no, and they're going right. to offer you what they would have anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're right, Lexi. And I've learned that too, even with, you know, us making deals with brands, I think always shooting, like starting the conversation higher is always a good thing. If they're going to not, I mean, you hope that they come back to you. I hate when I work with brands or anybody, right? And I tell them a rate and they just say, no, we can't do it. I'm like, at least come back and say something, come on, you know? So, I mean, that does happen and there is a risk in that. I understand, I, I feel that, I think everyone does, but yeah, I feel like asking for what you want and aiming a little higher first because you can always be flexible. Absolutely, now this next question, I feel like we got asked a ton and it kind of deals with the same situation, but more on the opposite side. So like, let's say you were asking for a raise, they didn't give it to you, or you did feel stuck and you kind of tried to find solutions within it and it just wasn't happening. So what are your tips or like, how do you think you should go about properly quitting a job without like burning any bridges or leaving off on a bad note? It's funny. I think we actually made a YouTube video about this um, a while ago. But uh, yeah, so if you look, I think what I've learned about your generation, right? Um, is that people don't wanna feel like they're stuck in like a long never ending hallway at work. If they feel like there's just no light at the end of the tunnel, either they're gonna sit there and be miserable for a while until you have to tell them to leave or they're gonna leave on their own, right? That's just the reality. People wanna know that there's a plan and there's next steps and there's all these things for them. Um, if you're not happy and you have no reason to believe that your situation is going to change, then I do agree that you should leave and you should quit. Um, I think giving as much notice as possible, two weeks, 100%. You know, we've had people quit and give no notice in the past. And I think that is just no, just not professional. And there's just, 
it's just a bad, I think it's just not helpful for anybody. Um, and it definitely doesn't kind of respect the work that's been put into you being at that company and all the, all the things. So I think two weeks minimum, um, if you've been with the company a long time, I think if you can try to push that out a little bit more, that's great. So that means when you're applying for jobs, when you already have a job, just trying to manage that new jobs expectation and trying to push that start date out as far as possible. I would always say give two to four weeks notice if you've been at the company for more than a year, if you can, um, and then give yourself a week to be on vacation and play and like, go have fun, right? Why roll one into another if you don't have to? I think sometimes people get worried that, oh gosh, if my start date is too late, they're not gonna hire me. Um, usually if you've already gone down the whole road of interviewing, like you want the person, you're gonna wait another week if that's what it takes to get them and to have them in the right headspace. So, um, that's what I would say. And then, you know, I think it's just keeping it really positive. You know, we had someone leave recently and I tried to keep them, right? I tried to be really persuasive. It didn't work. And at the end of the day, like after I tried and it still didn't work, it was like, okay, well now let's change the channel and let's go into a positive, let's stay in touch forever. We are your biggest support system. And like, let's stay in touch forever mode. And, um, you know, so I think like, have the have the hard conversation, but when it's over, be ready to turn it really positive. And I think just really going above and beyond in those last two weeks really will leave a positive lasting impression. And you never know when you're gonna need to go back to that company to get a LinkedIn recommendation or you know, put in a call or who knows. I always say too, it's a long career. Like you might go end up going back to these companies. So that's some advice on how to quit properly. I love that, especially with the timeline, because that's something that I don't know about. You know, I've never had a corporate job where I need to think about that. So I think a lot of people are kind of stuck in the dark with that as well. Yeah. Um, now, I know you were saying Intern Queen is transitioning away from sort of placing somebody with an internship. But what would you say are the first steps if there's someone in college listening that wants to find an internship? You know, how to reach out to these companies? Are there any resources yeah. besides Intern Queen? Yeah, totally. So, and so Intern Queen will give internship advice that'll be universal to all the majors, like always. And we'll also, I mean, if people in our network tell us about opportunities, we're certainly going to share. Like when Stuart Weitzman tells us that they want to hire an intern, we're absolutely going to tell our whole network about it. Um, it just won't, the like process won't happen on our platform anymore. Um, but everybody should be talking about summer internships right now. Like summer internships are back. People are going to New York City. People are going to LA. People are going all over to do them. And people are still doing a lot of virtual opportunities too, too which is really exciting. Um, I would say, I always like Indeed and LinkedIn. I know those aren't new sites, but Indeed does a good job of aggregating all of the job and internship listings from other sites. And then LinkedIn is, I feel like, one of the first or second places that people are going to these days to post. We're looking for, um, we're hiring for a manager right now and we're posting on LinkedIn as well. Um, so I think those networks are great to use and utilize that career center, you know, go in there. Like it didn't work for me back in college, but I went in as a freshman. Um, and I know a lot has changed since then. So I think going in, but like really trying to dig into like, where does your school's alumni work and what relationships does your career center have? Are they in touch with all these cool programs? Um, and just again, like be there and be there again and again and again, and really use that. Um, and then finally, just using the fact that really utilizing the fact that you are a college student and people will do informational interviews with you. I can't tell you how many people I reached out to when I was in college who had nothing to do with me, didn't even go to my school, weren't alumni or anything, and they were willing to get on the phone with me because they wanted to pay it forward and someone helped them when they were in my shoes. So I definitely think informational interviews is the way to go. And then last but not least, 
finding the company you want to work for on LinkedIn and like being a little bit relentless there. Really positive, really professional, but a little bit relentless. Um, our fall intern, like I don't know if you know her, Suzanne, she just got hired. We posted it on, we posted this on our social the other day, but um, she just got hired as the new social media coordinator for PacSun. And she was telling us how she did it. And she said she found the, the exact, she found the executives that work on social on LinkedIn. Then she started following their personal Instagram, which I thought was smart because if they're a social media person, they're going to have an Instagram. And then she like slid into their DMs that way and applied for the job. And she ended up, I mean, she got it and she was just our intern like three months ago. Um, so I thought that was great. And she's also based in Florida, the job's in California. She's moving out in a couple of weeks. So I was like, ooh, that's smart. You know, finding people on LinkedIn and then looking up their personal IG and following them. Yeah, I think doing a little digging and yeah, almost, like, a little digging never hurts. Like the best way to do say, it. Yeah, these especially days. now with how many yeah. resources you have to be able to find these people and just connect with them on a more personal level. It's definitely, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, going on with interviews, I feel like this is always a common one when they ask, do you have any questions? Well, how do you respond to that? <laughs> what kind of questions should you be asking? How did you do like tailor that response? I have such a funny story about that that I'll tell after you give your good advice because I don't have any. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. I went here. Okay. So. I think it's funny when, and I've just got off of a bunch of interviews this week that I've been doing, so it's fresh, but I, I think that as the employer, when you say, do you have any questions, at least I can speak for myself, I'm looking for a connection. I wanna know that this person understands what they're about to sign up for, right? Because there's a small business owner, like I can't afford to have people in and out all the time. So I'm looking for a connection. So when someone's asking me questions, I wanna make sure that, but in freeze, I wanna make sure that um, they have a really good sense of what the job is, what the glamorous parts of the job, what the, you know, the glamorous parts of the job are, and also what the not so glamorous parts of the job are, because every job does have challenges and you never really know what those are going to be. So um, with that in mind, I think questions like, can you describe like a day in this role? Like what would my outlook calendar look like? Right. If I'm, if, this, if I'm the social media coordinator for PacSun for that day, or can you review like the, the weekly or monthly projects that I'd be responsible for, or like who would, who would I directly be reporting to? And is there anyone that I would be managing? Um, but just questions that really help you understand the position. Can you describe, um, you know, the top three characteristics that you think are most important to get um, you know, the best fit for this position. Anything that really connects the person on the phone to the position um, are going to be your best questions to ask. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what they were looking for. So I was. Oh, what did you do? <laughs> I was interviewing for the dental school that I'm currently at, but they have an early assurance program where you can interview your sophomore year. And it doesn't like save you any years of schooling, but it just basically secures you a spot ahead of time. And so I was interviewing and it was a very, very tough interview. You know, he was kind of grilling me with questions and I had been told going into it, like, don't be a robot, show your personality, like show them that you're fun and like who you are. And so he asked me if I had any questions and it was a very serious interview. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to, I feel like I didn't show who I was at all. I was just like kind of answering his drilling questions. And so I said, if you could be any animal, what would you be? And he looked at me dead in the face, did not smile or anything and said, why would you ask me that? And I was like, 
<laughs> I'll see you again in two years when I have to do this again because that's definitely not what you were looking for. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. I love oh, that. Gosh. Um, Lexi, my dad is a dentist. Um, uh-huh. And I can, I'm like trying to think of like if he was interviewing someone, like what, like that would be so funny because I think he would. I mean, I think he would answer it, but like, that is just, that's really funny. I mean, hey, you threw some personality into it. We can't fault you for that. You (laughs) know, the questions he was looking for. You know, I tried. It ended up working out later. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. So kind of going on the other side of now what Intern Queen is going into, as someone who connects students to certain brands, you know, maybe with a smaller following or they're just getting into social media, what advice would you give for somebody who wants to start working with brands and sort of turning their social media into a little bit of a business? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you guys as, you know, young creators are great people to answer this question too. So something that I think everyone's getting, we made a TikTok about this a couple weeks ago, but I know, you know how on TikTok right now, everyone's going on and everyone's like, you guys may have made these videos too, I don't know. But it's like, on Monday, I made $500. On Tuesday, I made $759. You know, those videos oh that everyone's making. Um, I think those are interesting. Like, I'm just as interested in anybody as anyone else. I'm like, ooh, right. they're paying that much money? <laughs> right. Interesting, right? Um, like, I am piggy banking all of that. I just think that everyone is working with too many brands and it's too noisy and no one cares and it shows in the numbers, right? And I'm the one in the agency shoes that's having to say, oh, well, you worked with Rebecca, whatever, and she didn't get any clicks on the link she was sharing in her profile, even though she has a zillion followers, like, you're right, like, there might be a disconnect there. And so I do think that it is affecting conversions right and it makes sense like if you're you know if you're posting about a different brand every day um your followers like while they might see your content because they're like checking on you and they want to see what you're doing i don't know if they're really taking it in anymore because they're they're like oh well she just does all this sponsored stuff so like she doesn't really care so i think that creators big and small are gonna have to be really careful in the coming years to make sure that the opportunities they're saying yes to make sense for them, right? So it's the right price point. And and almost more important than price point is like the brand. And I would encourage you to be focused on doing more with the brands you like and less with the brands you don't care about. And really trying to find that balance within yourself of like when to say yes and when to say no. And if it doesn't feel right, just say no. Because I, I think down the line, it's it's hurting all of us by saying yes to everything. So I think that's just like a general piece of advice to creators big and small is like really try to think of like what brands do you care about and try to be, you know, open to other brands, but like a little bit limited in that, like, you don't want to be the creator that someone looks at and says, oh, they'll work with anybody. Like whoever emails them and offers them $5,000, they say yes. Right. And, and it's hard because you want the money, but try to think about the long term. Um, and then for creators that are just starting out, it's, I mean, at Intern Queen, we'll work with students that have usually a minimum of a thousand followers. Um, I would say our average campus ambassador has 2,500 followers and our average college influencer has 20,000 followers. So we work with students at both levels. And um, I just think being mindful of the aesthetic that you put out there, something that uh, agencies like me have to deal with right now is like, 
it can be challenging with TikTok because we're supposed to vet everyone's TikTok and Instagram. Instagram's usually pretty easy at this point, but with TikTok, it's like, oh, they're singing to this song and the song, the lyrics are like, are we really going to send this to an executive at Pepsi? (laughs) Right. And so, and sometimes we do, right. And we're like, well, this is what the kids are doing. But, uh, (laughs) you know, and, and just like, I always say like help us, right? Like we are trying to advocate for you. We're trying to tell big executives that you are the person to work with. Like don't make it harder than it needs to be. So like, just make sure your 21st birthday photos are, you can have pictures with alcohol, people get it, right? But like, just make sure it's tasteful um, across the board. Swimsuits are fine, crop tops are fine. Like Mm. we're over those days, right? Like all of that is great. Show your body, do your thing. Um, but you know, just know that like behind the scenes, there's an agency person who has to present you to a client and has to be able to connect why you're so great and why you're such a great fit for the brand. Yeah. I think I, I love both pieces of advice there. I think I tell people all the time that it's worth it to turn down a brand you don't want to work with in the beginning for a couple of hundred dollars to lose thousands of followers later because you're just promoting anyone that comes to you. And like, for example, I would rather work with a brand like Duncan that I love and promote every day anyways, Mm. than you know, a brand I'd never heard of that wants to send me a free pair of shoes just because I feel like I need to say yes to everything. Yeah. So I agree with that. I think people mm -hmm. can see through that. Yeah. And we're telling all the brands, like whenever we find brands that are not paying people, we are like, Mm -hmm. wake up and smell the coffee, people. Like I said to a brand the other day, I was like, you know what's going to happen is some influencer is going to go on TikTok and they're going to be like, hi, I'm Sarah. And these are the seven brands that never paid me. And I've seen, I've seen yours happening already, right? Right? That's what everyone's doing. I just had a a brand reach out about, they're like, oh, we just want to send you some bikinis. And I was like, perfect. Love that. They send me the tracking info and they're like, okay, so now when you receive it, you have to do this, you have to do that. And I was like, "Mm, you didn't say all that. (laughs) Right. It's not what I signed (laughs) up for. You're just going to send me bikinis. So I feel like, yeah, a lot of brands now have to kind of learn that that's not how it's really working. So that's interesting, Gabby. So when that happens to you, I'm just curious, do you, are you like moving forward, going to try to say in those emails back, like, if you want to send them as a gift, that's great. I can't like, I can't um, guarantee that I'll be able to post on social. Like, how do you manage that? Most of the time, yes. This was just like a casual DM. So I was like, okay, yeah. Like I get those all the time that they're like, we just want to get them. Sure, yeah, Here's here's my address, here's my sizes. So yeah. I, that's why I was a little taken back after that. And I was like, yeah, um, most of the time, if it's like, yeah, it's almost like you're going to need like, a, as both of you, like as you guys grow and everybody just wants to send stuff, it's almost like you'll need like a template right. response. That's like, like, just so you're aware. Thank mm-hmm. you. But like, we're always happy to receive fun mm-hmm. gifts, but just so you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. As you grow as an influencer. Yeah. That, that is interesting. Definitely, it's a hard career to navigate because there's no right or wrong. There's no how to book. Yeah. It's so new too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's even with being an influencer. Like I know you said that we have advice, but even when I started in college, it was like, I had an email template that I just would reach out to like a hundred random Instagram boutiques and be like, Hey, want to send me stuff? Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying it out, but totally it worked. And yeah, that's a good point. And, um, just so all of your listeners know too, on our Instagram yesterday, we posted our current intern Lauren is a, um, is a content creator and we posted her like I feel like some people call it their rate sheet or like their creator resume um 
I don't think it has her exact rates on it, but it just is what she sends to brands when she wants to land brand deals. So definitely check out our Instagram because we're trying to share more of that. And then on TikTok, I made a video. You'd have to go down the TikTok rabbit hole a little bit on the Intern Queen page, but I did make a video, give instruction on like how much people should, just some ideas on how people can price out their costs, right? When brands reach out. So definitely check out those resources because we get those questions a lot. Yes, it was like a media kit. It was beautiful. I saw that and yeah, I was like, saw, yes. yeah, everybody yeah, asked like, about this, this and like, really here pretty. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next question. I feel like we were just kind of on a tangent, but that was probably one of the most common topics that people have <laughs> listening to this. So <laughs> It was exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah. What are your go-to tips for how to network and make connections in your field as a student or like a new grad, especially as an introvert or like maybe you're in a new city, you don't really know people at all? Like how to kind of get started with all of that? Yeah, um... I think you just sort of have to, I think number one is like, you have to be open to it. Like just recognize that there are profound, there are potential contacts all around you, right? Your friends, friends that you haven't met before, uh, your boss at work, your boss at your internship, whatever it is, like there's so many opportunities for connection. So I think just sort of being open to that. Um, and then being, you know, when you graduate school, I think you have to be, you have to find that balance. You don't want to say yes to everything because then you end up like overwhelmed and, upset and sad and like all the things, right? But you also want to say, yeah, you don't want to say no to everything because then you're missing out on so many potential opportunities. So I think all of us need to sort of find that balance within ourselves, even as my personal friends in LA start to get called back to the office because they've been used to working from home for two years. Like we've had a lot of conversations where I'm like, don't go back to what you used to do where you were out for drinks every single night, like you were unhappy, you know? So like, let's let's really think about what works for you. And if you only wanna go out two nights a week, go out two nights a week and like, let's start creating the boundary now before it like gets away from us again, like it did pre-pandemic. So anyways, I'm babbling <laughs> and tangenting a little bit here, but you gotta find the balance that works best for you and be open to it. You know, you sometimes I think that like, usually there's not a click. I talked to so many people in a day. I had like nine meetings today. Am I going to be like lifelong friends with any of the people I spoke with today? And we won't share the day we're, we're recording this. But like, probably not. Like, probably not. I don't think I had some sort of like crazy, insane connection or click with anyone. But I have before. And like, that's why you do it. You sort of do it for the click. Because when you do click with someone and it just makes sense and you can help each other and you're invested in um, your professional careers, like it can be really great. So be open. Look for that click. And in terms of like where to put yourself, um, I think when you, you know, when you graduate, I think it's probably a combination of saying yes to like happy hours, um, you know, things with your immediate group of like coworkers that are on your same level, um, saying yes to opportunities to network with people at your company that are a little bit more senior than you. I think it's saying yes to some things that have nothing to do with your company and then just some social things as well. So it's just trying to find that balance and always being open to the connection and then also never like underestimate someone like you meet someone out and they're a teacher and you're like well i want to be a social media manager so like i don't care about this person like be open to it who's like knows when like you'll have a job and part of your job will be to like find teachers for something so just like be open to all the people that you're meeting and never underestimate the value of a contact I love that, especially like I've heard even just like you never know who you're going to meet on a plane ride, like always be ready to be able to talk about yourself, your job, whatever, because you never know who you're going to run into. So yeah. I love that advice. 
Okay, so the last real question, and selfishly, this may have come from me as someone who's mm -hmm. entering the professional field and wants to have children, wants to have a family, things like that. How do you balance, you know, being a CEO while also being a mom? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I am very well. I'm in a, I'm in an interesting situation because I'm an entrepreneur and my husband's an entrepreneur. Most people I meet either they both work for other most couples like either they both work for other people or like maybe one has their own business and the other doesn't. So I have to like caveat this with I'm in a very specific situation where my husband and I both run our own businesses, which gives us a ton of flexibility. So the way that I make it work is number one making sure that it's communicated to everybody around me that my family is my first priority and they know that and i think it's so many companies that's not communicated clearly and it creates all this confusion so i think as much and you know easier said than done when you're running your own company but just doing whatever you can to communicate that like family is what drives you and the most important thing for you and that way it's like no questions asked if i have to go to a toddler and me class with my kid like i'm doing that right um so I think making making sure it's clear that it's a priority is number one. And then I think number two, um, I mean, a lot of people are having babies on their own these days, but if you do have a partner that you're doing it with, communication, communication. Like I can't tell you how many times my husband and I have to like replan the plan in a day. Like it is insane how much we how much time we spend talking about the plan, but it's so important for us to like be aligned and to be like good with each other, good with the baby and good with our jobs. And so just constantly communicating about what what's the plan and wait, you have a 10 o'clock call. OK, I'll take her during this call and da, 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 you know, so um, prioritizing it and being really open about the communication and then also just like giving yourself a break and understanding that I think the best thing you can try to do is be present with whatever's in front of you. So like I'm doing a work thing right now with you guys. I want to be present and with you when I'm with Emmy, my little one, like I want to, I want it to be the Emmy show, right? Like I don't want to have my phone at dinner last night. My husband and I were like, my daughter has a pretend phone and she always wants it now. She's like phone. <laughs> And at dinner, we were both like, look, Emmy, no phones at dinner. Like mommy and daddy don't have their phones. You can't have your phone either. And just like setting that precedent, I think is really important that like, you know, when we're together, like we're together and we're not also on our phone or also texting is really I helpful. Love that. I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she is so Your cute, hands. by the way. All of yeah. the pictures and the photo shoots you do with her, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, she has a birthday coming up. So very excited. All right, so we're gonna do just some like quick, fun, rapid fire, have nothing to do with the career world or internship world, just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So, Gabby, go ahead, you can kick off the first one. All right, if you had to pick, what would be your very last meal on earth? Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> that. That's not what I expected, but I love that answer. <laughs> I am like, I'm obsessed with chicken noodle soup. Like, that's all I want ever. <laughs> I have to like, not Postmates it all the time. <laughs> Um, so yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite reality TV show? Um, today, I feel like it's a mix between The Bachelor and Summer House. Okay. But I am on it with the reality shows. All the housewives, I do it all. <laughs> Love it. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Um, let's see. Bes I'm like, besides my television watching, um... Oh, I know. Um, I don't know if you guys have it by you, but Menchie's, which mm. is the Froyo chain, like the place where you walk in and make it yourself. I am Menchie's obsessed. 
when I was pregnant, I was doing menchies like three days a week. I've had to calm it, calm it down a little bit now. But uh, yeah, love menchies. All right. They're making a movie about your life. Who do you want to star as you in the movie? Ooh, that's a fun question. I was like starting with like an Anne Hathaway because I've been watching that We Crashed show, which is so good if you guys aren't watching it. Um, I don't know. I feel like like a... I'm like, who's like a more up, like a newer version of like a Vanessa Hudgens or someone like that. Okay. Yeah. I could see Maude that. Apatow. How about that? She's in euphoria. Okay. All right. And to end it all with Lexi's iconic question, if you could be any <laughs> animal, what would it be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys, I'm not even the biggest animal person. Um, I'm like, what would I be? <laughs> I would be a great big elephant, tall, strong, and in the way. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, well, we love that. And thank you so much again. We know you're super busy, so I appreciate you so yeah. much for coming on and sharing all of this wisdom with our audience. Real quick, why don't you shout out where they can find you, you know, the Intern Queen TikTok, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I think the best place to find anything Intern Queen is probably on our Instagram stories, just at Intern Queen. You can also follow at Official Career Queen if you've already graduated. And definitely look up the Intern Queen TikTok. And then our YouTube is a great resource. It's like hundreds of, we've been doing it since 2015. So it's hundreds of um, two to seven minute videos on resume, interview, career, internship, campus ambassador stuff. We did a really cool video, um, uh, like a this or that email video a couple weeks ago. So um, yeah, reach out and um, join our database. We'll have the link everywhere and uh, we're here to help. Awesome. And we'll link everything in the description of the podcast as well for you guys. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right. Much. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, everyone. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you again so much, Lauren, for coming on the podcast. And to all of our new listeners that came over from the Intern Queen and Career Queen Instagrams, hey, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Stick around. We have a lot of fun over here. But go ahead and check her out. We will leave all of her information down below. And if you have any questions, you know, regarding these topics, go ahead and shoot us a DM. We would love to chat further with her and answer your questions. So, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. Bye.